G'day everyone, welcome back to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I talk to people from all over the world about their love of Lego. This week, I chat with Jay Ong from Jay's Brick Blog. Jay's a fellow Aussie AFOL and a super passionate, informative and very nice guy. I had a lot of fun with this. We cover a lot of ground on today's podcast, from what got him started in Lego blogging, what drives him to keep producing content, and what he hopes his followers will get from his blog. We also cover some of my favorite topics from his blog and how the Lego landscape has changed over the years. We also chat about his Lego podcast, Extra Pieces, that he hosts with fellow Aussie AFOL, Richard Jones, from The Rambling Brick. I had a lot of fun chatting with Jay, and we covered a lot of stuff in today's podcast, but I'm not going to say any more because, well, let's face it, you're here, you're ready to listen, so enjoy today's episode of For the Love of Brick. G'day, Jay. How are you today? Hey, Greg. How's it going? I am... I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long week. Yep. Um, lots of Lego stuff happening, so um, a bit a bit, um, a bit, bit low on sleep, but I'm good. I'm great. I was about to say, you... Finally, you... Get, to be on, finally get to be on a podcast, which is exciting. <laughs> and, and do you want to know something? You're my first podcaster podcast interview because i haven't well, had a podcast let's not call myself a podcaster just yet <laughs> let's not call myself a podcaster just yet <laughs> <laughs> well by the time this is out you would have probably done a couple so i'm gonna say you're a podcaster <laughs> i know people that are on youtube that have like done a youtube video and they've got like 20 hits and they're like oh, i'm a youtuber now <laughs> best day ever uh <laughs> I will say, I will say it is a lot harder than expected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, that was, this is going to be a question I'm going to ask later. But first thing, yep. um, for people that don't know who you are, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I, I run a Lego blog called Jay's Brick Blog. Um, you can find it at jaysbrickblog.com. And I've been a Lego, I've been blogging about Lego for about close to 10 years now. I'm coming up to my 10th year anniversary oh, wow. this December, which is, which is a bit scary. But um, yeah, I get to tell people that I've been doing this for a, a decade soon. What, what do you get to buy yourself for like 10 years? You know, like for wedding anniversaries, one year is like paper, 10 years is what do you get yourself? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm pretty, pretty sure I have most Lego sets that I want. So maybe like a Rolex? I don't know. <laughs> nice. There you go. That's why you did it for 10 years. Continue, sir. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I write a blog about Lego and uh, it's, it's kind of hard to like, there's, there's, there's no real focus I have um, I have things that I really enjoy doing. So I really enjoy uh, reviewing Lego. I think you know with so much Lego that's on the market right now, um, I think it's just important to have a uh, to like to to be in this really privileged position where I can recommend and make purchase decisions easier for my readers and for people who are you know getting into Lego, researching sets. So I hope like. One of one of the main things that I 
I hope that I'm able to add value to Lego fans is yeah, helping them with their purchase decisions and deciding, you know, is this is this set good? Is this set for me? And it's yeah, I, I really enjoy doing that. I write a lot about just Lego in general. So whether that's, you know, um upcoming releases or launches, um, about, you know, things that are happening in the fan community yep. and just, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on and, um, you know, Lego is really kind of ramping up. They've, they've, they've gone beyond bricks to, you know, from like movies to sneakers to <laughs> denim jacket. There's, there's just a lot to write about. And it's been, it's been a really wonderful journey, I guess, covering the Lego group over yeah the last 10 years or so. Yeah, because especially just... now um, that they've um, you know started pivoting and focusing more on adult fans. So yeah, you would have seen like massive change in like even the bricks and techniques that they're using. Like it used to be very blocky, now it's not. <laughs> yeah, very blocky, and it's it's quite remarkable looking back because for for, for the longest time. Lego just didn't care about adults. They just never, you know, even acknowledged that adults played with Lego and were buying Lego. And for the longest time, you know, yeah, it was um, it was just unheard of that, you know, that Lego would even think about adult build builders. Sure, they had like creator expert sets, but you know, it it was it was a very niche, very niche market. And right now you have adult, you know, 18 plus sets coming out the wazoo <laughs> yeah, to yeah. a tree every month which is which is which is nice but it also presents different challenges because there's just so much that's coming out of billund right now so i think my role as a reviewer is to help yeah help people make decisions and you know assess for themselves because lego lego is not cheap it's not a, it's not a cheap hobby to get mm. into so and most people only have, you know, a, a finite amount of money that they can spend on Lego, and you got to be, you got to be very, very um, picky. I think when when it comes to where what what sort of sets you're buying. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's um, I'm allowed one big set a year, maybe two if I'm lucky. Um, and lately it's been Batman, like bat the bat. Hence why I was like. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that the next UCS Batman they do will be the um I know you talked about the helicopter, the backcopter, but I actually think it'll end up probably being um the Adam West Batmobile cuz that would definitely go straight up on the wall. Um but yeah, they hit they're hitting our pockets now. <laughs> so so what what for reviewing, like, as in what to you um, gets you sort of not a five-star rating, but for you to go, you know what, shell over your cash for this one. Is there anything that makes it more delectable for you? Wow, that's a word, delectable. <laughs> that's a great word. So on, on my blog, I have a, um, I use a, I use a five-star review, five-point um rating and this year i've started introducing um 
because I used to just arbitrarily just go, okay, this is a four out of five or three out of five or five out of five. But I've I've started introducing a bit more rigor into my reviews because I think it got to a point where, um, f- like a five star set should be exceptional, something that yeah. go, that you go, wow, everyone should own this. You know, for me, I think, for me, I think, a good set is balanced in terms of the the price and the overall value of the set there's the there should be a certain novelty and it has to have sort of like an x factor and you you get an all all round package where you don't feel that there are compromises being made where you know you're you know getting one or two really exclusive minifigures but you get like a massive sticker sheet or yeah, it has to be. It has to be a really cohesive set that that yeah. kind of ticks all the boxes. That that for me is a five out of five. It's not about. It's not just about price. I think it has to really kind of hit, um, and 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 also fulfill its purpose. Like whether it's a great play set or whether it's a great display set as well. Yeah. Okay. And what its purpose will be for? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Because you can't go chucking out fives willy nilly. <laughs> Because, yeah, most people, it's like, it's a brilliant set. Get it. And it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I have been chucking out fives a bit more liberally this year. <laughs> but I think that's also a reflection of the quality of output that's coming out of LEGO. Yeah. Ah, they've come out with some brilliant sets. Like, I just built the Blacksmith. And I liked it. I really just got it for the figs. <laughs> Could have bricklink that. Gotta get more black falcons. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Um, so, um, what made you get into blogging? Like, so what was it that first? Just you went. You know what? Someone needs to hear my my thoughts on Lego. Yeah, that's a great question. So, outside of Lego, I work in a marketing sort of creative capacity where I do a lot of writing for work. Yeah. Or at least I used to do a lot of writing for work and. I I've always fancied myself as a writer. You know, when I when I was growing up, I wanted to be a journalist. That was oh, okay. my that was my dream career. And you know, when you're writing professionally for work, when you're writing on on you know about different clients, whether that's pet food or baby food or apartments, it it, it just doesn't fill you with it. It just didn't fill me with a sense of fulfillment. Yep. And I had I had just gotten back into Lego at the time. I was just coming out of my dark ages. And I I just decided I just wanted to start writing about Lego because it, it really at that time it really filled me with a sense of joy and fulfillment. And I still wanted to keep my writing skills sharp, but not in a professional sense. So I just yep. started a blog. I think going back into my teenage years as well, I, as a, as a teenager, I was also blogging quite religiously, but from a very personal, this is my diary, this is my stream of thoughts. Uh, yep. Nice. So I decided to, yeah, it's all, it's all wiped from the internet. So no one, no one can look it up. <laughs> Someone on the dark web. <laughs> I'd be impressed if anyone, um, if anyone pulls anything up. But yeah, it was it was it was basically just a daily 
blog, which was the stream of my consciousness. But I just decided to yeah pick a topic and go for it. And this was before, this was this was before you know Instagram or social media really kind of hit that mainstream. Um, so so blogging or having a website was 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 one of the few outlets where you could express yourself and. I, I convey my thoughts and communicate best through writing. Yep. So it's just a it's just a perfect medium for me. So ten years ago, I'm just trying to think, what was 20... our internet like back then? Was it still dial up? <laughs> no, we had we had broadband. I think had speeds broadband. were about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was wondering, I'm like, was it just purely a text blog back then, or did you have pictures? <laughs> Cause... No, you had you had pictures, but it was <laughs> it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty, it was, it, it was not bad. It was not bad for 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 the time. I think that was, to me, that era was probably like the golden age of the internet, where people were just creating. There wasn't, you know, internet careers like influencers or yeah, and you had yeah, and 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 YouTube was in its infancy at the time, and you had a lot of cool stuff happening there. So yeah, yeah. And podcasting was just someone on the side of the street just telling you what's going on. <laughs> the crazy exactly. person. <laughs> and now um, I get the crazy person in my ears every morning. Yes, that's it. We're here. Um, and so we did talk about you coming out of your dark ages. What what brought you out of your dark ages? What was the 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 factor? Uh, I think for me. Growing up, Lego was a huge part of my childhood. I had, okay. you know, really, um, really fond memories of playing with Lego. I didn't have a lot of Lego. I did. I, I, I grew up in a in a pretty modest family where we didn't have a lot. Um, so I grew up in Malaysia, where you know Lego yep. was pretty expensive. Um, it was a pretty typical, you know, middle class ish upbringing. And you know, I had a few Lego sets. I had, I, I really treasured my Lego sets. Um, in fact, I used to. This this sounds really weird, but I used to enter like competitions for like Lego. Oh, sweet! Where you, yeah, they would have like speed built challenges, and um, my I think crowning achievement was winning sort of like a like a mock competition where yep. you just had to build whatever you could, and I I got like. Um, a substantial amount of Lego at that time, and I, I still have a photo of me kind of like with the prize, which was Enchanted Island, and Ooh. yeah, so yeah, so 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 Lego was, was always a huge part. But then, yeah, teenage years happen, video games happen, and you just kind of you know grow grow out of it. But as I, um, as I kind of reached into like adulthood, yep. it was you know i i just found myself sort of like gravitating back to like toy stores just walking past the lego aisle just to see what was up there, there was one thing that drew me back in two sets that i bought um that i just vividly remember and it was lego spongebob ah oh, spongebob got you back in nice SpongeBob. Tree eight tree tree crusty crab adventures oh okay well i don't know that one but i can kind of imagine what it is um yeah. Do you still have it? Uh, yeah, I still I still have it, and I also bought uh, a creator set, five seven seven zero Lighthouse Island. I know that one um, because I was looking at that when I got the um, the fishing store because I wanted to make that a mock. But now the fishing store is no more. 
<laughs> it's in the wall of Lego. Have you kept either of those together? Like, like I know you've still got it. Have, are they still built or are they packed away? No, they're still in storage. But um, I've been I've been thinking about I think fishing out the SpongeBob set just to kind of rebuild it. Yeah. Um, funny story about Lighthouse Island, and this is kind of like the story of any like a fall is that I didn't build it. It's still in like it's still sealed in like bags. Oh, nice in box in bags or just in bags? No, 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 just just in bags. Uh, I was gonna say in box, brand new in box. <laughs> That's the uh, yeah, that's the currency. But um, no, um, but yeah, I'm definitely keen on I guess rebuilding Krusty Krab adventures. I have a few Lego SpongeBob minifigures that I have on display. So yeah, massive fan of SpongeBob too. <laughs> um, and because the reason I ask is because my first set, like, is in back into adulthood, is the Penguin Arctic Roller. Doesn't take up much room. It's still up there. Um, the boy gets it down every now and again and he plays with it and loses parts and then I try and find those parts again. Yeah. <laughs> that's a um, that's a great set. So so you've always liked um Lego Batman. Yeah, it was the one that got like got me back into it. Um just because it was a cool set. Like it's it was the first thing I'd seen that I'm like, wow, like that doesn't look like Lego. Um it's got curves, it's it's a sexy car, um, and it's Batman. That was, that was a great set. Very fond memory of it. There you go, Lego. Make the Arctic Roller as a UCS set, and it'll go on my wall. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd buy it. Yeah, I'd buy that for... What is it? I'd buy that for a dollar. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what sort of Lego fan are you? Like, So as in, um, are you a, a builder, a collector... A mocker, a bit of everything. I used to be very self-conscious and almost embarrassed, but I think I've, over the years, I've started to be a lot more comfortable with with that question. And I am yep. a I'm a collector. Okay, cool. AKA, yeah. AKA hoarder. <laughs> I was gonna say, so you're drowning in Lego. Pretty much, yes. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> So how do you how do you store said Lego? Like, as in, do you keep them in their boxes, or you build and then bag them back up, or just bag them? Uh, a bit, a bit of everything. So yep. a bit of everything. Um, I have quite a number of, I guess, um, boxed Lego sets, which I which I call my like my backlog. Um, I've also, I guess. Um, you know, build and, you know, take apart Lego and just put them in bags and they just go into storage for eternity. Yep. I have a few, that, you know, I build and I, or halfway build and I go, I'll get to that one day and it's been six years and I still have not got to them yet. <laughs> How many did you knock out during um, lockdown? <laughs> Surprisingly, not a lot. Not a lot. I, I, I went quite cold during lockdown. I didn't build a lot in lockdown. It was, it was quite a, it was, it, was, it was just a tough time, I think, being in Melbourne. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was not fun in Melbourne. I, yeah, I, I think I retreated into back into like video games during during lockdown. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, I can understand that. Yeah. I think I, I only started getting back and I guess intensifying my Lego building and writing towards the tail end of the lockdown. 
in the in the early parts i was yeah i, I just couldn't I, w- I just wasn't in the right place like um right mental space to yeah to even do much about lego yeah and you would have been working a lot from home i'm assuming yeah i had yeah i had a few um had a few job transitions then and you know the the thing about working from home is that you're constantly working so that was that was where i kind of plowed my energy into during lockdown because at the time you just you just didn't know what was going to happen and when when there's a lot riding on so i work in like e-commerce and when there's a lot riding i guess the you know literally keeping the company afloat i i i found it really difficult to yeah to 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 also do you know blogging as well so i did i did i did a lot of time into it until you know things got got a bit better well i'm glad they got better for you because <laughs> i like reading Thank your you. blogs i'm glad as well <laughs> um and actually well one thing um talking about blogging as well uh recently um and i thank you for this from the bottom of my heart because it's helped me with some research but um, one of the things I loved that you did was the uh, list of 50 immensely talented and inspiring female Lego designers, content creators, and creatives that should be on your radar. That was... There's more than, there's more than 50. It's slightly misleading. <laughs> what? No, there's only 50 girls. No. <laughs> but yeah, like as in, that was a great resource and also a, a great article. Like what, what sort of inspired that? Um, that's a, that's a really good question. I think what inspired me to write and curate that for, for International Women's Day was no such article or resource existed. And I think it's, it can seem like Lego is a boy's hobby. It, you know, if you look at events and you look at, um, if you look at events, if you look at Lego personalities it's 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 mostly dominated by men unfortunately yeah. it's very it's it, it it's just the way it looks but what what I think people don't realize is that there's so many amazing women who are also contributing to to to, to Lego whether it's designers of or, or, or fans or creatives or content creators and I just felt like I wanted to use my platform and my you know my 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 reach to I guess shine a light and, and, and spotlight it. Um, back a few years ago, I wrote an article about um, gender diversity in in, in, in Lego and, and, and I looked at a few different teams and it actually got picked up by the BBC um, one year. It kind oh, of really? went, yeah, it kind of, kind of went big. So I, I just wanted to do, so, like, I, tr- I try my best to do something every, you know, International Women's Day to approach it from a different angle. Yeah. And this year it was because I've seen a lot of great work being done within the community. And I just wanted to shine a light on, on, on the, uh, yeah, on the, on the women in the community. And that's good. That, cause that's what we're trying yeah. to do. Oh, I think it's, it's, and, 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 and it's also a reflection of, I think my, my, my readership as well. So one of the things that constantly surprises me is the, um, the amount of women that read my blog. I mean, I don't look at it that way, but, um, on average, I get about, I think about thirty-five to maybe like forty percent of my readership are women, which is which oh, is okay. which is not something you kind of, you know, instinctively think because when when you look at Lego, 
there's there's a tendency to go, oh, it's just boys, you know, it's it's yeah. it's just boys playing with Lego Batman <laughs> and and superheroes <laughs> and Star Wars. Whereas I think there's this massive, you know, community of Lego fans that are female, and I think um, I think it's 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 really useful for those fans to be connected to creatives and content creators that are doing some amazing things because you need really good role models. And so that's why I wanted to put that list together because I wanted to, you know, I guess spotlight the best of the best in the community. And like, don't want to get too gendered, but I think that they, they do some really amazing work that I, I, I think deserves a way bigger spotlight. Yeah, no, that's it. Exactly. Um, that's why I like the resource because it's shone a light on some people that I didn't even know about. Um, like, you know, obviously a few of the females you had on there, I've had on my podcast. Um, but yeah, no, good work. Yeah, you got Brit Huntress, which was yes. awesome. And she does, she does oh, incredible work. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's brilliant. Um, the Women's Brick Initiative and everything like that. And they're doing some really interesting things on youtube and on you know streaming channels as well like yeah. if you look on, on on youtube a lot of the up-and-coming lego talent are mostly female and they're doing some really you know fun stuff with live streams with you know sort of the talking to the camera vlog style content which i find really engaging and really fresh yeah because it's it is amazing to see what they're doing um you know i've really got to pull my finger out and and watch more more stuff I'm such a, I'm in such a little bubble. It's not funny. <laughs> um, with your blog and everything else, how do you, how do you find the time? Is it like as you said, you're a writer? Are you just a really quick typer and you just nut it out pretty quick, or like how do you do your work life blog balance? Because it's pretty demanding. Oh, that's a that's a tough question. I just uh, I just don't sleep. That's the that's the secret. <laughs> I just don't sleep. Um, I, I'm actually a notoriously, I, I feel like I'm really slow with churning out reviews. Um, and it takes me a lot longer than I would, I would like, you know, from like building the set to like photography, editing, writing out an article. It takes, it takes quite a, you know, it takes, it takes quite long. I think an average review all up, not include, not, not including build time takes anywhere from like six to eight hours to to put together so that's a whole yeah the whole 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 work day so um i don't know i just i just find i just find times and just pockets of time in the day so after clocking off at work after you know after dinner after putting um my daughter to bed that's when i that's when i start that's when i clock on to my lego shift (laughs) and and not saying do you make money off blogging because like podcasting we're doing it for the love um what makes you get up in the morning to actually do it you know not that you're getting up in the morning but you know what i mean like just to just to drive yourself to doing it is there anything particular that sort of motivates you more i know we probably touched on it already but what what drives you yeah um clearly clearly the money because i still have a day job so this this blogging thing is not you know it's not my it's not my ticket to my to my lambo just yet um (laughs) it's honestly it's a it's a question i've asked myself um quite quite a fair few times over the years um you know when 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 there are periods of 
when I go, why am I doing this? Can I can I do this? Do I shut it down? I was I had I had a few I guess times in my life where I go maybe I'm just gonna give up um, because just things were just a bit too crazy in my professional and like family life that I just couldn't um, I just couldn't focus on focus on the blog. Um, I've taken a few like breaks or like sabbaticals because I think it's 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 healthy when you need to because but I think going back to it it all comes down to 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 passion and I just yep. I just really love the brick. I just love just love Lego and it's 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 just become such a part of my life now that it just gives me a lot of joy and fulfillment. Yeah. I think getting to um getting to you know build a build in build a community around my blog getting to read people's comments emails messages um that i get left and getting to know who my readers are that's been that's been really great and also creatively it's it's made me a much better photographer writer website tech maintenance worker um <laughs> and all that so i think yeah, so I think I think for me it's it's given me a lot of fulfillment and I just I just love Lego. Lego's such a fun toy and a fun medium and it's 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 never been it's never been more fun. It's never been a greater time to be a to be a Lego fan. So I think for me, looking at my journey so far, I've I've just come to this point where I've just really recognized how privileged and lucky I am that I get to write about Lego and you know, thousands of people read it. So I yep. think that's a, you know, I think, I think that's a, that's a really, it's a really cool, you know, side gig to have. And I, I just, I just love it, you know? And I think the, the enthusiasm that I bring to my, to my articles, to my reviews, to my editorials, I think that's important because um, it's a, it's, it's just one person's perspective, but I just hope it adds value to, you know, whoever stumbles upon it or, chooses to subscribe or read my read my stuff because you do get surprised at who who stumbles across your work um and even when you tell people what you do in your spare time like building lego okay you don't get so many looks now (laughs) but you know for myself when i say oh i do a lego podcast i get a bit of a oh really people are listening to lego podcast like there are actually people listening to anything of lego or read do you get that when you say um i blog about lego like what what are sort of the reactions you or everyone knows you now they're like (laughs) nah pretty positive um when i get to tell people and i get to see they're like they, they almost like light up because it's such a bizarre like it's 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 still a very unique thing to do and um, parents or, or or people with kids who are into Lego get really excited because their kids are into Lego as well, and yeah, like one one of one of the favorite things that I like I, I just love hearing is like when my coworkers go, oh my son's a big fan and my son just loves what you do and he sees you as a hero and I go like <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> yeah, and I think like you know, Lego does so many cool things right now and all all I got to do is just show someone a photo of me holding a the Colosseum and I go this is built out of Lego and you go like what? Yeah. And you tell them like it costs $700 at the Lego shop and they go like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I had this conversation with Loretta and, you know, she's like, some people spend like a thousand dollars on jewelry. I'll spend it on Lego because that's my joy. And, but yeah, people always go like, what, how much was that? And then you're like, the Batmobile. <laughs> it's worth every penny of it. <laughs> yeah. But, but you'd also be surprised in how many, I guess, casual fans of Lego are there and, I, I stumble across this uh, all the time, like like people I follow or people I know, and when I see them post about their like Lego purchase on social media, it just makes me like super excited because they're not your typical, I guess, I'm buying a UCS set every month type of type of fan, but they still find joy in, you know, playing and displaying and just yeah, just enjoying Lego. Yep. <laughs> with with playing and displaying, and you would. For this next question, you would probably um, probably know more about it than anyone. Um, and it probably okay with me when I build. I like I like to mock, but when I build a set, and I've talked about this before, and it's probably boring everyone, but I'm just I'm trying to find someone that is like me. But I I get really anxious following instructions. Um. How do you find following instructions? <laughs> wow. I, again, very controversial and I might lose, like, uh, I might lose a bit of Lego street cred. But I've, I've gotten to this place where I'm just comfortable with, you know, who I am as a Lego fan. And it's, it's a bit bizarre, but I don't have a single, like, desire to, like, mock. So yeah. building with instructions is great. It gives me a lot of, satisfaction it's quite relaxing one of the things i really like doing is yeah just shutting off putting my phone down and just building it's very tactile the 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 parts of your brain that i guess process language you know whether you're like reading or listening to something or watching tv that part that that part of the brain shuts down and i think it's 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 been really good for like my mental health and i think just building and just following instructions in instructions has been has been great i have no no qualms and no shame about the fact that I only follow instructions. It's, I look. I have total respect for people to go for instruction for the main reason that, as I said, it, it's not so much stresses me, but I find it hard to follow instructions. So that's why I think it irks me to do instructions, but I do them. But yeah, yeah, you're not a fan of authority. That's what I'm. That's what yeah. I'm getting. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll put yeah. I'll put this place but I, there. But I think that's great. I I I feel like you know Lego has so much to offer that you know whether you build or mock or follow instructions, there's just something for everyone, which is which is really awesome. Yeah. Every pot has a lid. I think that's the that's the there's a pot for every lid. There's a lid for every pot. I don't know. Cutting that out. Uh, <laughs> It sounds profound, so it has to make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh. <laughs> and so you're saying um, earlier on that you do spend a lot of time blogging, um, and you know it takes eight hours to do you know a standard blog because of the building, the photography, the writing. For me, it would be the spell check. Uh, <laughs> 
computer whirring I just away. Cr- I just I just crowdsource my 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 spell checking now because every time I make a mistake, someone will point it out and go, "Great, I'll fix it." <laughs> oh, the internet! Thank you. Um, thank you, internet. But in saying that, you decided to go down the podcast route too. Now, for people out there, it sounds like okay. You can go two routes on a podcast. You can go the super lazy route and not edit. Or you can edit. Um, I edit and I'm a professional at doing audio and it it can take a while. Like for an hour podcast, you're listening to it at least three times. How do you find the time? <laughs> <laughs> and why why do it what what did i did i start something in you <laughs> i know no i just i just hate the uh the amount of free time i have so yeah. <laughs> i just clearly needed to to do another thing i think um it's i think first and foremost it's not a it's not a one person it's not a one person job so my yeah. collaborate my collaborator you know richard from the rambling brick has been you know really great at you know helping plan out episodes, helping edit as well. Um, he does most of the mixing and editing, so I cannot take any credit. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank yeah. you, Richard. You got a good one Thank there. Thank you, Richard. Keep him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just think it's something different and it's just a different... for like I think for me, why I started it... Um, we've been talking about doing this for, for, for years, I think for, for the last two years. So it's been something that's just always been bubbling at the back of um, back of the brain. There was a third person that was supposed to be part of this as well, but we just couldn't just couldn't make it work. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a two-person thing. Um, yeah, sorry. But yeah, I think this this year we just decided to yeah, just take the plunge and and, and, and just do it and see what happens, see if people listen. And yeah, because I think it's, 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 it's a really nice medium. And for me, I really enjoy talking to Richard and yeah. he's this you know, fountain of information. We don't, we have very, very different perspectives when it comes to Lego. So I thought that it was, it was going to be quite a nice thing to do to kind of see how we would discuss Lego and, you know, challenge each other as well. Yeah. Well, Okay, this is not an insult. This is a total compliment, and I hope you take it that this way. You guys remind me of Margaret and Dave. Now, <laughs> for international guests, they were movie reviewers, very polar opposites, but they worked really well together. Uh, and that's that is a that, that is that is the highest compliment that we've ever got. So that's so, that's great. I yeah. hope that I'm Margaret and Richard can be Dave. Yeah, you are Margaret. And he's Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like I actually really did enjoy your podcast because you're both very deliberate in what you talk about. Do you know, like your not so much opinions, but the way you go about what you're talking about. It's very deliberate. Not rambly like me, so I like it. <laughs> well, that's 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 all editing, but I think yeah. it it yeah. I think the, the the medium is really interesting. So I listen to a lot of podcasts outside of um, outside of blogging, and it's it's nice to have a long form 
you know, kind of conversation because blogging can be, you know, quite touch and go. You read an article, you hop off, you read a review, you hop off where you don't get that, you know, as a solo blogger, you don't get that, you know, um, it's just your stream of consciousness being broadcast to the internet. And so I think I, I just really enjoy talking, talking Lego with Richard. So yeah, we just decided if we're talking about Lego so much, we might as well just record it. <laughs> yeah, but but this has been this has been in the works for yeah for years. I yeah. would say, yeah, pre he... pre COVID even. Yeah, well, I know it was on his radar when um I interviewed him. He's like, he's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, step on your toes or anything. Dude, no, bring it on. <laughs> I'll listen. Um... Yeah, and, and and I think an interesting thing as well is that um and i'm not sure if you know about the i guess the dynamics about you know lego bloggers or lego sites or lego you know fan media as 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 they're as they're called but there there's i think a level of competition in that everyone's just trying to out outdo each other out review each other you know be the first to kind of publish news and you don't see a lot of collaboration between fan media sites almost so i think we wanted to kind of use this to kind of go, we're not in competition because I feel like that's a very, that's a very immature way of looking at. um, Yeah. Yeah. Looking at any hobby, like we're all contributing. Everyone has a unique voice to bring. Some will be bigger, some will be smaller, but I think everyone's opinions are very, very valid. So I think, you know, having this collaboration, that's not about, you know, making money or, you know, being the best and just kind of too, um, just two people enjoying Lego, kind of talking, debating, reminiscing about Lego. I feel like, you know, that that's just what we want to, you know, obviously bring to it. Yeah, well, that's it. And you're not in competition with me because you don't interview people. Start interviewing people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we touched on it a second ago um, and I've talked to a few people about it um, and sort of, you know, I, I want to... I want to shine light on the myth um, that because a lot of people, when they hear you recognize fan media, um, you know, they probably think it's all just Lego and parties. <laughs> um, I'm assuming there's a lot of work to it. Like I've talked to other people and it does sound like there's a lot of work. Um, how long have you been to recognize Lego fan media? And does it become overwhelming to be a Lego fan media? Like, you know, what are some of the challenges? Yeah. Um, there's, I think there's a, there's a lot of work because you're, I think first and foremost, the association with Lego is, 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 is a big part of it. And it's, it's, it's a big honor to be a, you know, part of the ambassador network um, I've been a ambassador or, you know, recognized fan media for just over five years now. Yep. And there's, I wouldn't say it's a lot of work because it, I, I, I didn't start my blog to join the network or to be a Lego ambassador. That was never the reason or that was never the impetus for starting my blog. And if I was or if I wasn't, it wouldn't necessarily change what I do. Like I still buy Lego sets for my own personal collection. I still review sets. It's, you know, getting sets sent by Lego is a really nice bonus. And we're really, 
I'm really, you know, lucky and privileged to be in that position. But I think what people don't quite realize is that there's 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 a lot of work that goes into it as well, you know, to participate, to, you know, engage other ambassadors in discussions. There's there's a lot of admin, you know, report like writing reports about sets that you've been sent to review. Ah and yeah. Admin. Admin. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. I, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes work, but it's, you know, it, it obviously puts you in a pretty, it puts a spotlight on you and it's important to not let that spotlight overwhelm and become, I guess, the very being of your existence. So I don't, I don't yeah. really talk about my, I guess, position. It's not, you know, it's not part of my identity as a as as a blogger. Um, but I think if you if you if you follow along, you'll probably guess that, you know, oh, you know, he's Lego sends him sets for reviews, he gets press releases early and all that, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But it's been I really like it because it's it's allowed and opened so many doors for me, you know, to connect with people and to yeah, to meet and network. And yeah, just to kind of just be exposed to the wider like Lego fan community. And have you been to Billund yet? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Um, it was it was on the cards to to travel there eventually, but you know this whole this whole pandemic thing happened, and that kind of thrown a lot of things into disarray. <laughs> Cheeky pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um. If you want to do it, you got to get ready to admin people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's 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 great. But I think just to add on to that as well, it's not a. I think from from the outside, a lot of people look at you know being a recognized Lego fan media as being this um, this thing where you just get a ton of free Lego and yeah. Lego has complete editorial over your uh, over your site and you can never um you know disparage or you know talk in a negative way about lego and there's this pressure exerted over you to give a glowing review to every set that lego sends you and that that's completely false in fact funny story one of the first few sets that i got sent when i when i first became an ambassador was the infamous assault on hoth UCS set and I was exceptionally and, and everyone else I, I wrote a, a pretty skating review like I was pretty um, it was actually pretty brutal and I gave it like zero stars out of five <laughs> I'm not as brutal these days it was widely panned by you know, Lego fans and Star Wars fans, and everyone was rightly outraged about it. The snow speeder looks um, pretty cool, but the rest, yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, like it wasn't a bad set in 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 any capacity, but it had the UCS label on it, and when you attach a UCS label on it, it carries weight. So that yeah. that, that was my perspective, and yeah, that was that, that I I I just basically said, you know, this is this is trash. Um. This was like yeah, and um, I think recently you know we were we were sent the um, the Lego City main square set, and my consensus was you know it's 
it's it's a terrible set for most people. So don't go out and buy it. So I think there's this massive misconception that when Lego sends you stuff, you automatically have to write nice things about the stuff that Lego sends you. Yeah. And I think going back to my role as a review, I think that it's it's still very important to maintain some. Um, you know, this, this, this. I, I take my editorial integrity quite seriously. Yeah. So if a set is bad, I'll just say it's bad. If, um, if I've been on this war path against the eighteen plus box design, every single eighteen plus set I get, <laughs> I almost always complain about the black, bleak, depressing box art. Yeah, and I'm not able to do it because um, I think at the end of the day, they it's 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 just feedback. It's not it's not it's not personal. It's yeah. just I just see you know being you know having a voice to have Lego improve what they do. Yeah, and at the end of the day as well, you're a trusted you're like a trusted news source as well because if you get sent assault on Hoth and you're like best set ever, and then people go out and get it. They're like, you know what, Jay, you let me down. Yeah, it's my credibility. That, it's my credibility on the line as well as uh, because my core thing that I do is reviews. You know, it's yeah. not just news; it's reviews, and it it reflects badly on me if I recommend a set that's 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 trash. So yeah, um, are there any particular themes that tickle your fancy more than others? Like that will automatically get at least one star from you. <laughs> like this this, uh, yeah. this is Batman. It, there's no way it's getting a, a zero. Like, is there anything that you're like, you know what? Oh, for me, I think it's anything nostalgia. Um, nostal- nostalgia base gets very, um, that, that hits a spot for me. So I, I, I really like vintage Lego and that's a, that's a whole other, you know, part of my collection that I, that I'm really, um, that, that I really love, you know, collecting sets from my childhood that I never could get or yeah. you know, that my parents could never afford. Um, and that's been sort of like a, you know, a lifelong, um, lifelong thing for me. Um, I, I used, I used to have teams, but Lego destroyed a lot of or you know ended a lot of my favorite teams like the lord of the rings lego l um yeah, yeah. i'd say i i want to say ideas is a team but ideas isn't really a team because it's of just how um you know it just how wide the selection of sets are from ideas yeah for me i just love collecting minifigures and that's something yep. i religiously collect so i think minifigures for me you know always um yeah i'll I'll always make it a point to review minifigures yeah are you excited about looney tunes yeah so i'm um i'm writing a review on that pretty pretty soon yep so that's that's quite a that's quite exciting um it's 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 pretty good. I think it's it's a fresh IP that Lego have explored. It's not Disney, it's not superheroes, it's not, you know, kind of tied to a it's not technically tied to a movie or property and I think it's a whole I guess fresh set of characters to collect. 
some of yep. the uh, some of the characters are done really really well, and you know Lego have obviously upped the ante when it comes to their production and just molding capabilities that that you yep. can really tell with with Looney Tunes. It hits the nostalgia um, factor, or it it ticks the nostalgia box for for a lot of people. It's for me, it's an interesting choice because Looney Tunes aren't massive at the moment. I think there's a new series, there's a new animated series that's that's that that's currently being aired, and they're doing Space but, Jam again. Yeah, I think that 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 for me would probably be the strongest connection. And I was expecting this to be slightly Space Jam themed. Yeah. So when I saw. I guess when I saw the characters and no one's in a uh, uh, a Toon Squad jersey, I was like, "Hmm, odd." I was expecting like LeBron to make it into the series yeah, at one true. point. Hmm, you never know. But but very iconic characters, especially for especially for adults. So I yeah. grew up with you know Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Um, I remember going to watch Space Jam in a cinema, so that you know that dates me somewhat. But yeah. Yeah, for me, lots of um, I have a personal connect- connection to some of these characters, but yep. I I showed my daughter the minifigures, and she was like, "I have no idea who these characters are." So it just tells, it just tells you about their, I guess, cultural cultural cachet. It's you know, it's just not as big as it used to be, say yeah. in the nineties. Well, you, wow, this is a totally different podcast. But you look at some of the characters and some of the stuff they used to do, can't get away with now. Hence why there's probably no Pepe Le Pew. Um, and maybe why they didn't do Elmer Fudd. Yeah, guns and a hole, I guess, you know, hunting. Not a not a yeah. good look. Well, that's it. I still would have liked him. Just, yeah. But that's... I think we'll get more. And I think it's... Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting selection of characters for me, and yeah, it, yeah, it just goes back to the there's something for everyone these days, and I think for Looney Tunes fans or people who grew up on those cartoons, it's gonna make them very, very happy. Yeah, no, it'll make me happy. Um, <laughs> you know, especially on the minifigure photography side of things, uh, really went down that hole big time. So. Uh, second last question. Um, it's the one I ask everyone. Um, favorite Lego memory or strongest Lego memory? Um, could be your interview on a podcast with Greg. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely right up there. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a vivid, you know, singular Lego memory, but I think going back to going going back to sort of my childhood, I can still remember like one of the first sets that I can vividly remember was a Mtron set, which is why my kind of sig fig is a Mtron guy, and I just never changed it or customized it. But that was a yeah, I just vividly remember having that Mtron set as a as 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 a child, and that sort of kind of shaped my whole love of vintage lego growing yep. up on mtron and blacktron 2 that's and 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 also pirates i think you know looking back at that at, at lego in the in the early 90s late 80s that that 
that's always filled me with a lot of joy and that's why i um you know i've been on and off just collecting and i guess putting my vintage lego collection um together just to kind of collect all the sets from the childhood that i used to that i used to look at at in catalogs and manuals that i could never afford yep <laughs> and they would not be cheap nowadays either no no thankfully i've been <laughs> i've been slowly collecting vintage sets since yes yeah, since since i started so i've been yep. piecing things together along the way nice nice there you go um yeah i haven't even went down the rabbit hole of the sets that i wanted as a kid um because yeah oh that'd be a rabbit it's hole. very expensive it's like yeah. it's gotten it, it it's actually gotten so expensive in yeah. the last three or four years as 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 more fans kind of emerge from their dark ages or people come back into lego and it's kind of like cars and it it suddenly it, it makes sense to me now why i see so many old um you know old men driving like vintage cars and it was probably just cars from their youth that they just could never have and yeah. now they can so instead of driving like the latest porsche or yeah. lambo they've just gone back to you know cars from the 50s and 60s so yeah. I, I i get it like to me that's lego yeah yeah that's it exactly except lego is more expensive uh <laughs> and last but not least um how can people find you Oh, amazing. You can find my blog uh, at jaysbrickblog.com. You can follow me on social at jong28. So that's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my podcast with um, Richard from The Rambling Brick is called The Extra Pieces po Podcast. And you can also find me on YouTube to search Jay's Brick Blog. Ah, there you go. And what's on your YouTube channel? Wow, I should have really hit that one up. Missed that. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's uh, that's another thing that I yeah, I just started um, started doing late last year. Just kind of creating more like video content as well, just to give yourself more work. Just to flex or grow, yeah. But but also to grow and develop like creative creatively as well, because there are things that you can do with um on video that you just can't quite do on a blog. So I I, f I found it quite you know fulfilling and satisfying just kind of learning that side of things as well okay well check it out everyone and i will have to check it out too <laughs> what a terrible interviewer um no thank... that's all right i'm not i'm not i'm not massive so i, I yeah it's not it's not a it's a, it's supple, supplementary content okay it's the bonus material the patreon material people uh... oh Good idea. I should, yeah, I should start charging for access to my YouTube. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> my content is great. Well, thank you very much, Jay. Um, it's been an awesome interview. Uh, thanks for having a chat. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks, mate. I'll talk to you later. Well, that's it for this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to go and check out Jay's work, go to his website, jaysbrickblog.com. And if you like the podcast, feel free to go and check out some of our other episodes. Now I've got some awesome guests coming up, so don't forget to subscribe, if you haven't already, to everyone that left a review and some star ratings. Thank you very much. If you haven't, go do it now, please. 
And also don't forget to tell your friends and your lugs about us. Go, oh, there's this great podcast. You should listen to it. So thank you everyone for listening. Stay safe. Have a lovely weekend. And until next time, keep on bricking.